ever wondered if work-life balance is really possible for a lawyer, we have too. So let's put it to the test. Join us as we experiment with proven tips and tricks to address everyday lawyer problems. Today we want to talk about stress and staying positive during the second wave of the lockdown. I am Anya Smirnova. And I am Frida Levitsky. I am so super excited about our very first episode of Yay! the podcast and joining forces with you, Frida. How are you feeling? I'm very excited too. And I'm, I'm feeling really positive because I'm just coming off holiday. Um, so this is a really, really nice way to enter back into the our working environment, at least. <laughs> and it is Friday. We're recording. It is Friday. Friday. Let's give a bit of explanation to our listeners why we call it an experiment. So we have decided that rather than doing interviews and group chats, what we've decided to do is put ourselves to the test as much as put you to the test. And by doing so, we're going to talk about day-to-day problems that lawyers face. And lab sounds like a safe place to explore anything and everything. We will have this kind of format where we bring a hypothesis We will have some discussion picking on our legal and coaching experience. And at the end of each podcast, we will be challenging you and ourselves uh, with an experiment to try at home. So moving on to our today's topic on stress. Frida, what is stressing you out at the moment? Um, my stress levels are pretty, pretty okay at the moment, having come back from holidays. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite positive about everything. I do have the typical work stress of, well, of returning from holiday stresses of that pending to-do list, which has definitely piled up a little bit. So Monday's going to be an interesting, <laughs> interesting start to the week. So that's definitely what's on my mind at the moment. And my barking dogs whilst we're doing this interview is pretty sure. <laughs> They're enjoying a walk, as I understand. What do you hear from your clients and from your community? From a client perspective, what's what's troubling at the moment is at the mid-level junior associates and, and senior associate level, it is around job security. There is that lack of uncertainty. A lot of a lot of salaries have been cut, a lot of weeks have been shortened in order to accommodate for the a reduced amount of of work which was anticipated in that last lockdown so there's there's quite a lot of stress around our jobs is is the redundancy wave coming there is just general concerns around how long is this going on for is this is this something that we're ever going to to see the end of it's having such a, a big economic impact on us does that weigh the consequences of the health the the health concern people have varying opinions about this there is a, what's stressing most people out is this lack of information and uncertainty about what's going on and just not seeing seeing an end to all of this and really knowing what the new normal is going to be what are you seeing at the moment yes this uncertainty is wearing people off uh, back in march uh, we were i was expecting things to finish by september 
and I have this working parents hat on and I see a lot of pregnant women going on maternity leave and obviously being very worried about how to birth in these conditions. Uh, looking on the positive side, lots of partners are staying at home and they are prepared to help. However, lots of traditional supports and moms and sisters and neighbors are not there to help if they were yeah. prepared to help. There is a lot of financial security, job security questions. There are lots of questions about going back to work. Women who probably they already took maternity leave during COVID times by now because it's been what, mm. nine months where you're in COVID. But it's about whether your team has enough job, whether you as a partner have um, enough work to do. Yeah. There is a lot of things about leadership. Um, yeah. Move, yes. yeah. And also around the community, I was going to say that the community elements of 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 not being with your team again and we as human beings spark and we need that connection and you were talking about it from a mother perspective and and not having that support network around her but from a junior lawyer perspective as well they don't have their group their unit the people that they learn from and ask all the questions to and that that group which they can their confidants just speaking because we're both neither of us are in our home countries i mean that international travel and an inability to see our families is also a big stressor that yes that i'm seeing certainly from a lot of expat lawyers yes um so also, yeah, US that's presidential that's election what's going yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen that way definitely took my attention i wouldn't say it contributes to my stress but Whoa. it does affect us and yeah it does affect us in many levels the the outcomes yeah I think the biggest stress causer at the moment is around our need to control. As lawyers, we like to be in control, and this is a situation we have no control over. It doesn't stop us wanting to control a situation, even if it isn't, isn't capable of being controlled. That is something which I'm seeing from a lot of my clients. I do a lot of exercises with my clients around understanding what you can and you cannot control. Yes. you can't control other people you can't control what your clients are, are doing and what they're not doing you can't control if you're going through a quieter period at the moment you can control overworking and becoming overprotective you can control the amount of time you're spending in your home office versus spending time with your children you can control the crossover between work and life and allow that to, to have very clear partitions in your household. These are issues that, that, that are coming up and that has certainly reduced stress to, to know that you can do things. There are practical things that you can be doing, but also releasing an understanding that there are certain things that are completely outside of your control and need to be let go of. And this, is really the first rule of building your resilience is control what you can and let go of the rest exactly and it takes a lot of time to be able to practice that but it's <laughs> absolutely it's like a muscle and to me this stress level is a formula of demands balanced by resources if the demands are matched by the resources you're unlikely to struggle from stress 
But then mm. it's like, you know, the, the lady with the scale, very similar <laughs> to that. You, you have some control over the demands and you have a lot of control over the resources. We sometimes think that we have a maximum capacity of what we can do. And I learned to think about it in a different way. You might have a maximum capacity today, but if you increase your resources, you can yeah. actually increase what you do. Yeah. Speaking of stress, do you have a very good definition of what stress is? Because I think that would actually be quite useful to talk about. Yes, I quite like to talk about the anatomy of stress because I think it explains a lot about stress management. So stress is our normal reaction to a life-threatening situation. This is what saved our ancestors from extinction. Because when a caveman would come out from his cave and see a beautiful rainbow on one side and a sable-toothed tiger on the other side, the stress response, which is a fight-or-flight response, will help him to run away from the real threat. And here is how the stress response works in our body. So there is a perceived threat and uh, the amygdala sends a stress signal. The amygdala is uh, the part of our brain that is like a library of our life experiences and emotions connected to those life experiences. And the amygdala is so fast at sending warning signals that we often react to a supposed threat faster than our cortex, our reasoning brain, is able to assess our actions and their consequences. And so the amygdala starts this fight-or-flight response then stress hormones get released, chemicals get released so that you experience like a spike of energy. You experience physical changes like heart rate increased, breathing increased, fat and uh, sugar released for energy, blood flow is diverted from non-essential body areas to muscle and brain. You start to sweat, your immune system is suppressed and you are able to laser focus on resolving the threat you are fully ready to fight or flight. Then threat is resolved, hormones levels lower, the body goes back to normal. Sounds so, like it's, it sounds like it's quite a short-lived cycle. Once you're out of danger, your stress levels reduce. Probably, yes. It depends on the stress, obviously, but this cycle has an ending. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to our times today, and we are bombarded with this stimuli, and our amygdala doesn't know how to filter that. We have a slow internet and we start stressing about it almost <laughs> the same way as we stress about a car charging at us. We lose the difference between proper stresses and fake stresses. And I think that's yeah. the problem. We stopped using stress appropriately. Yeah, and, and just adding on to that is that the more that we find ourselves in that stressed out situation and our, we put our bodies through that stress situation, the more impact that this has on our physical health and, and our ability to recover and to become resilient. So it, it has a long-term knock-on effect that is actually quite damaging to us. Yes, we are actually um, much more prone to seeing the negatives in our lives and I think legal training uh, only adds to this because we are professionally trained to look for potential problems 
<laughs> yes. I mean, of course, you need to run from a tiger and you need to prioritize the tigers. But <laughs> in our lives, we do not notice enough all the rainbows. Yes. And it is about this balancing it out. Yeah, it's about taking away our focus on the negativity and actually um, consciously focusing on, on the positives because of the benefits that the positives bring. There is research to show that positivity leads to success and it leads to um, improved resilience. It shows that you can become more capable and more versatile in your approach to situations which aren't as common to you. So instead of reacting in a fight or flight or fear mode, we can actually deal with those situations a lot more comfortably. Since we are a lab, shall we do it in a scientific way? So what is our hypothesis? So our hypothesis around uh, about positivity rather is that Practicing positivity will improve the way we experience our life daily. And then we're going to give you an experiment to practice for the next couple of weeks and we're going to do the same experiment at the same time. At the end of each day, we would like you to think of three positive things that have happened during the day. And we don't, we're not asking you to do lots of journaling or anything, but we would like you to take a minute to think about those three things and see what your reaction is over the next two weeks after you practice this positivity experiment. It's really good to also share the positive things uh, with your family or with a friend. Mm. Because when, this, when we say them out loud, they actually become bigger and more present. Uh, and real. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you give an example of what your positive thing is for today? I took some time to read a really good book, Crime Awesome. Book. And it was so well written. I was completely absorbed in it. Oh, that's so nice. And to be able to have that time, just it takes you away from that day-to-day -day struggle. That's awesome. Um, from my side, I got out to hike this morning. I got up and out in the rain, in the freezing cold. Um, but I got to see five of my friends that I haven't seen for a long, long time. And got, got oh, it was just beautiful. My heart was singing by the time I got down and came, came back and had a really, really good day. That's amazing. That's a, that's a pretty cool start of the day. Challenge. Are you guys up for the challenge? And we will start next episode um, in two weeks by discussing the results of this challenge. And please do reach out to us to share how this went. You can find me on Modern Postnatal Recovery and Frida on braving boundaries so whether that's on instagram or facebook or linkedin you can post your comments there or drop us um, a message on our website and we will put all this contact info in the show notes and that is it for our very first episode of the lawyer life experiment it was presented to you by anya smirnova and frida levitsky find our information in the podcast notes we love to hear your views on this podcast. This is a learning curve for us. Please reach out to us, leave us a review, subscribe and like, and have fun experimenting. Yeah.